This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, March 30th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Purdue waits. EPA denies insecticide ban. GOP looks to advert shutdown. Bar to livestock rule won't make cut. Senators warned on Mexico. The wait goes on for Sonny Purdue. The Senate Agriculture Committee has rescheduled until today a vote on his nomination as Agriculture Secretary. It's not because of a problem with his nomination, but rather because of the Senate schedule. For convenience, the committee plans to gather for a vote on Purdue, while senators are in the nearby chamber for a floor vote on another matter. The committee planned to meet yesterday, but it turned out that there was no floor vote. EPA denies ban on chlorpyrifos. EPA has formally decided to allow the continued use of the widely used pesticide chlorpyrifos. The Obama administration proposed in 2015 to revoke all food residue tolerances for the chemical, but EPA never made a final decision before President Trump took office. The agency was under a court-ordered deadline to issue the decision by Friday. Cheryl Kanukas, the director of the USDA's Office of Pest Management Policy, says a ban on chlorpyrifos was unjustified and could have resulted in trade disruptions. Possible spending compromise in the works. Another showdown for Congress and President Trump is fast approaching next month. The continuing resolution that's keeping government funded expires on April 28th. To avoid a government shutdown, congressional appropriators are trying to reach an agreement on most or all of the individual funding measures for USDA and other departments and agencies. Senate Majority Whip John Cornyn says Republicans are counting on Democrats to work with the White House on a deal that would allow the fiscal 17 legislation to pass the Senate and avoid a government shutdown. That need for Democratic support means that legislation is unlikely to address issues such as the interim final rule issued at the end of the Obama administration to address conflicts over marketing practices in the livestock and poultry industries. That issue would be too controversial to include in the omnibus bill, according to Senator John Hoven, the North Dakota Republican, who chairs the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee. U.S.-Mexico link, very fragile, Senators warned. President Trump's tough talk on trade with Mexico and his insistence on building a border wall could backfire on U.S. farm exports. That was the message that members of the Senate Foreign Relations Subcommittee received yesterday from former U.N. Ambassador Bill Richardson and Roger Noyega, a specialist on Latin America under the George W. Bush administration. Richardson said the U.S.-Mexico relationship is right now very fragile. He said the Trump administration should move as quickly as possible to renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement to keep the talks from becoming an issue in next year's presidential election. Richardson continued, you want to get the issues resolved in a way that they don't give impetus to any one candidate. Noriega said political leaders need to speak out to explain the vast mutual benefits of trade between the two countries. He warned that the NAFTA renegotiations are likely to be complicated and drawn out. Don't mess with Texas or Mexico. Similar concerns about Trump's policy toward Mexico also surfaced yesterday at the kickoff event for the new Congressional Beef Caucus. A Texas Democrat who's helped form the group says the public needs to realize that a strong, prosperous Mexico is good for the United States. 
Henry Cuellar, who represents a stretch of the Mexican border, also warned that U.S. hostility could drive Mexican voters to elect a leftist president next year. He said that's not good for the U.S., and it's not good for trade. Report. Pence watching sage-grouse issue. A new profile of Vice President Mike Pence reveals he's been working on the sage-grouse issue during his first two months in office. According to the New York Times article, Pence hasn't been directly engaged in many of the administration's high-profile debates, but has instead been working on some arcane issues and serving as a liaison with Congress and foreign leaders. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke told members of the Public Lands Council this week that they'll like the administration's decisions on the sage-grouse issue coming out soon. The Obama administration worked with 11 western states to develop land-use plans for protecting the bird. Farm groups weigh in on tax reform. Over 30 farm organizations have sent a letter to the House Ways and Means Committee urging permanent repeal of the estate tax and keeping stepped-up basis, which limits the amount of property value appreciation subject to capital gains taxes if inherited assets are sold as a part of the deal. Because farmland typically is held by one owner for several decades, setting the basis on the value of the farm on the date of the owner's death under stepped-up basis is an important tax provision for surviving family members, they wrote. Signers include the American Farm Bureau Federation, the American Soybean Association, the National Pork Producers Council, Western Growers, National Council of Farmer Cooperatives, the National Milk Producers Federation, and several other national groups. Roberts defends food aid. In a rebuff to President Trump, Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts is making the case that food aid and agriculture development assistance ultimately benefit Americans. Trump's fiscal 18 budget proposed deep cuts in food aid. But Roberts said in a speech yesterday to Food Security Symposium, sponsored by the Chicago Council on Global Affairs, that alleviating hunger through food aid ultimately helps protect U.S. national security. He said these programs promote stability and good nutrition around the world. He also says that development aid helps poor countries improve economically and eventually become markets for U.S. exports. Ex-South Carolina governor to take over the World Food Program. The United Nations has selected former South Carolina Governor David Beasley to run the World Food Program, the primary distributor of food aid worldwide. The United States is the largest contributor to WFP, and the agency has been headed by an American since 1992. Beasley had the backing of Nikki Haley, another former South Carolina governor, who is U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. The National Farmers Union is opposed to the Dow-DuPont merger. The National Farmers Union is urging the Trump administration to block the planned merger between Dow Chemical and DuPont. The companies cleared a major hurdle on Monday when the European Commission granted conditional approval to the merger. The reduction in competition that would be wrought by a Dow-DuPont merger will result in less innovation, higher prices, and less choice for farmers, the group said in a letter to President Trump. NFU notes the EU isn't requiring the company to divest any of their seed assets, although the combined company would control 41% of the corn market and 38% of soybean seed sales. Here's today's He Said It. Rather than tighten our lending standards during tough times, we're actually trying to lean into the wind. 
That's Doug Stark, the president of Frontier Farm Credit, explaining to a House Agriculture Subcommittee that the Kansas-based institution varies its standards depending on the state of the farm economy. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, March 30th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.